Now we're not talking about that competition which football fans will not name. We are actually talking about the UEFA Europa Conference League. First of all, I didn't like the name. <laughs> I realized that Liechtenstein, a country which doesn't even have a domestic league, I don't even know whether a lot of people have heard about them. I didn't even know they were even <laughs> part of UEFA until yesterday, to be honest. They don't have a domestic league. Are we even pronouncing their name right? I'll tell you who won't be uh, sad. Uh, Arsenal fans. They are used to it. <laughs> oh, when was the last time we won it again? When was the last time we won again, Abhiram? I don't know. When was it? I think it was 2020. I don't know. Let, let's let's not talk about the past. <laughs> let's not dwell in history, Adil. Talk about history, Abhiram. You talk about Alex Ferguson all the time. See, we should find the imposters here first. It's <laughs> like Arsenal and Spurs. Just, I'm just trying to say that PSG and Bayern are not really nice guys. They're just playing the situation and acting like they really care about the fans. Right. So let's get back to you know, making fun of Arsenal and then the Conference League. Hello everyone. Welcome to the next episode of the Bits and Pieces Sports Podcast. This is Adit and I've got Abhiram with me. So dude, how was your week? Let's start with that. Man, I had a really long week. You know, after a long day at work, I usually come back, uh, switch on the TV, watch some IPL. But guess what? The bubble <laughs> burst and the IPL is uh, supposed to be cancelled or postponed. We don't know yet. So, yeah, I've had a really long week. What about you, man? What? How was your week? I'm guessing it's pretty much the same. Yeah, it's pretty much the same, dude, because uh, the IPL getting postponed was, of course, a bummer. But then it seemed inevitable given the circumstances that was going on, especially in Delhi, right? Um, and I hope everyone's staying safe. That's our first and foremost priority yeah. at the, in, in, these, in these times. And, well, uh, just to give you guys some context, right? We were uh, both sort of contemplating as to what to talk about and we would have done our IPL weekly roundup had the IPL continued but <laughs> we can't seem to do that anymore. So we were actually even before the IPL got suspended we were thinking of talking about uh, the Champions League uh, finals or a pre- preview to that but then we realized that was two to three weeks later so that can wait. Then there were a lot of other things that were going on this week as well. There was the World Test Championship squad, the India squad that was out. So that was announced. So that was something that we talked about on the phone. Um, there was the Hamilton just got his hundredth pole. That is crazy. So I was actually checking the stat, man. Like there was this uh, random stat. I think it was Raikkonen, Vettel, and Alonso. Them combined have got ninety-seven poles, and this dude has got hundred. That is crazy. <laughs> it's absolutely crazy. You know, uh, me. I am a huge as Fernando Alonso fan, and uh, seeing uh, someone like Hamilton, who's dominating the sport to such an extent that actually we are lucky to be in this generation but i also feel that you know mercedes has to tone down their investment and make sure the sport is more fun i liked it when everyone was having a chance at winning a race right now it's more or less like hamilton it's it's like the australian team of the early 2000s right yeah i mean he's him just winning everything yeah, that was absolute domination, right? This Mercedes is just running away with F1. And while we were talking about all these uh, events that were going on this week, we on, and, and staying on this topic of total domination and uh, a lot of money being invested, right? We thought of 
talking about something that's been going on the rounds for the last few weeks or so. Uh, and that is the restructuring of European football as we know it. Uh, and Abhiram and I, we were particularly curious about this new competition. Well, it's not entirely new. It's uh, something that's been, uh, been talked about for the last five to six years, I found out recently. And it's, it was conceived, I think, in 2018. You know, we're not talking about that competition which football fans will not name. The competition <laughs> that must not be named. Yeah, you know what. Uh, but um, we are actually talking about the UEFA Europa Cham- uh, Conference League. Did I get that right? UECL. <laughs> yep, you uh, you nailed it, Adit. Good job. Yeah. So, just to give you some uh, a brief idea of what it is. It is the third tier of European club football. So, right now we have the Champions League, which is obviously the most um, prestigious and the popular competition that we do have. After that, European football, we have the Europa League. Right, that's the second tier of Europe of uh, European football, and then we have the Conference League, as it is popularly called nowadays. So that is the third tier of European football, and um, we wanted to give you a brief idea of what it is, how it's going to work out, how it's going to change uh, European football if if it does bring anything to the table, and its pros and cons. Uh, so Abiram, let's go with that. Yeah. So. I don't know. I was kind of skeptical when uh, this competition was announced like a couple of years back. Okay, So, first of all, I didn't like the name. <laughs> like, I think they didn't put a lot of effort to the name. Like, you <laughs> could have done so much better. Okay. Uh, so, let's just, just take a look at how this is going to work. Okay. From next season. This is coming in right from 2021-22 season. So, uh, right. the Champions League, as we know it, will more or less be the same. Like, not a lot of difference right there. Now, let's go on to the Europa League. So, the Europa League now has 48 teams. That's like hmm. 12 groups with 4 teams each. 4 teams each. Yeah. Correct. Now, they're going to cut that number down from 48 to 32. That is eight groups with four teams each, just like the Champions League, right? Now, there's only one way to explain this. I'll tell you how it is now and what's going to happen later. So, in the Champions League, suppose you finish in the top two, right, of your group, you move on to the last 16, right? And the team that finishes third goes down to the Europa League. Absolutely. Correct. Correct. So, now what's going to happen is, in the Europa League, there are only 32 teams. So, 8 groups of 4. Right? And the winner of each group goes directly into the last 16. The last 32 of the competition is going to be scrapped. Yeah, that's been scrapped. That's been scrapped. Correct. So, they move on to the last 16. The team that Hmm. finishes second in each group, Faces off mm. against the team that finished third in the Champions League groups. In some, yeah, there'll be another kick, uh, 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 one uh, knockout yep. uh, round with the teams that end third in the UEFA Champions League groups and the teams that end second in the Europa League. Exactly. Correct. So they have something like a playoff competition. So po- hmm. post this, the winners of these playoffs go and meet the group winners from the Europa League. So, eight teams... Yeah, they go into the round of 16 in the Europa League. Exactly. So, eight there and eight here make 16, round of 16, then 
as usual we go back up right 16 right. last eight last four now let's talk about the new competition the new competition is also having 32 teams same they're also doing the same eight groups four teams each same and the winner of the groups they'll go directly into the last 16 right and the team that finishes second in the europa conference league groups faces off against the team that finishes uh, third in the europa league groups and then they right. go into a yeah. separate playoff section similar to what happens exactly. in europa league so exactly. similar to what happens exactly right. so uh, it's kind of confusing right but then once you get the hang of it it's just something new i guess once we get the hang of it mm-hmm. uh, right so just to recap right now the third uh the teams that end up third in the champions league play the teams that end up second in the europa league and the teams that end up third in the europa league will face the teams that end up second in the conference league oof okay fine now that we've probably understood how that's going to work let's look at why it is happening right so uefa is introducing conference league especially for uh promotion of lower ranked uefa countries or associations right now they're not really receiving a lot of uh, visibility especially in the champions league and the europa league and if you think about it right teams that uh, probably end up fourth in the champions league or teams that end up third in the europa league right now that's the that's the end of the europa europe season right they don't have anything else to do they they can just concentrate on their domestic uh, leagues and that's it so having a third tier like a conference league gives them a lot of visibility and i was actually even just reading about this i realized that lechtenstein a country which doesn't even have a domestic league i don't even know whether a lot of people have heard about them i didn't even know they were even part of uefa until yesterday to be honest they don't have a domestic league are we even pronouncing their name right well i i think i am avinam cuz i just randomly checked out when you were talking the pronunciation of it on youtube and actually had to listen <laughs> to i don't know 10 seconds of their history anyway so there was they don't have a domestic league and they just have one domestic cup and the winner of that will just get a chance to play in this conference league and there are 32 teams as we mentioned right so that gives a 96 teams every year a chance to compete in europe for european football that is crazy right um and another big advantage that i feel is this change in the europa league changing the number of teams from 48 to 32 it gives a lot of fans who who recently complained that the group stages of the europa league are not that great not a lot of people are watching it to be honest because there's so much football man like we have the premier league we have la liga bundesliga we have the champions league europa league and with this conference league as well I, i'm actually quite surprised that even that has a group stage i'll tell you who won't be uh, sad uh, arsenal fans <laughs> because <laughs> they are used to it <laughs> yeah i mean I, I, do, you, do you think arsenal is actually going to make it to the conference league this time no right they won't Yeah yeah as so as it stands now Arsenal <laughs> is not getting any european football oh my this, god uh, well that's yeah next year that's i i don't i don't even want to comment on that right now because uh, we we might end up watching liverpool in the conference league true just saying yeah man i mean okay just for just to give you some context uh, listeners i am a liverpool fan uh, abiram is a manchester united fan so he likes rubbing it in 
but then hey we just <laughs> the last time we won uh, a, a league title i don't think manchester united were even looking good right so that's okay oh when was the last we time we won it again third. when was the last time we won again abram i don't know when was it i think it was 2020 let, let's let's not talk about the past let's not dwell in history adit uh, it's <laughs> you uh, you guys are seventh now and <laughs> that's where you will be stuck at for quite some time don't talk about Unless... history abiram you talk about alex ferguson <laughs> all the time that was like 8 years back man <laughs> anyway let's leave all the banter yeah. aside we have another podcast derby right i i i don't know how this keeps happening adit like we keep supporting <laughs> the <laughs> biggest rivals true i mean i, I we i wasn't even thinking about this I, yeah there's a liverpool manchester match coming out and that got cancelled uh, due to a lot of unfortunate circumstances which we will briefly touch upon we will come to yeah we will yep. cut, come to that right so let's get back to uh, you know making fun of arsenal and then uh, the conference league so right so this switch of uh, the switch that we'll that we'll see in europa league from the 48 team format to the 32 team format is very prominent when it comes to that as well now that we've essentially explained the structure of the uh, conference league i think uh, we should also touch upon who will enter the conference league right as in which teams will play and i've briefly mentioned that we are actually going to see a lot more of lower ranked uefa uh, countries apart from that uh, the, from the top the big countries so to say there'll be very few uh, teams representing them uh, as we mentioned the 5th or the 7th 5th to 7th uh, placed teams in the domestic leagues from top nations or the 2nd to 4th placed teams in the domestic leagues from the lower or average associations and the domestic cup winners these will be the prominent members that we will be seeing in the conference league and we will be seeing a lot more of uh, teams from the irish greek swiss leagues and and and, and the likes see uh, there are so many times when i see i see teams right like for example i remember this aston villa team from the early 2010s i guess when martin o'neil was the uh, was a manager i see they didn't really get a lot of recognition in europe mm. so there are some hidden gems right like some teams which you know which you really want to see in europe correct which they never got a proper chance so i think this will also help those teams like i still remember maybe maybe an everton under carlo ancelotti winning a title mm. or uh, you still have west ham right west ham are looking way better than <laughs> a certain defending champion <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah you you can also see them uh, competing for uh, european prizes that's actually a really good thing right like let's i don't know like uh, aston villa has won the champions league before like they have been crowned uh, you know european champions we might see them win another european title in the future so and more football games it's just that fine line between too many games and fine quality games right, right. that's what we should watch out for and as you have rightly mentioned since the number of teams are going down from 48 to 32 the europa league will naturally become more competitive people will start watching it more and uh, yeah and all these uh, fans just like uh, lester remember when lester went into the champions league yeah. and how the people around the club just rallied around and they just they made it to the quarter finals we will see more stories like lester in like lester we'll see a fulham 
poor reach the final of the Europa League. We'll see stories like that, mm-hmm. crazy stories. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. not just the big clubs, even the small, small clubs, right? Imagine the amount of exposure they'll get, the kind of talent we will be exposed to, right? True. The kind of Scouting. players we will see. Scouting will improve by, yep. yeah, by a lot. Yep, yep. So, uh, Another thing that I wanted to talk about is the financial gains that these uh, smaller, the so-called smaller teams will gain out of something like this, right? Uh, there's a major advertising for the lower, known, lesser known leagues, right? There's a lot of leagues which we don't even follow and for the fans who, people out there from those countries, right, who follow their leagues, their domestic leagues, for them to see their favorite teams competing against the best teams, some of the best teams in Europe for a European price is is priceless and if if they let's say like pull off a Leicester you know if they if we all love an underdog story and if they pull off something like that in the conference league and let imagine some someone from the Swiss league or a Greek league actually playing or going on to the Europa league that would be absolutely crazy speaking of underdogs I still remember that old Shakhtar team that used to dominate the Europa league we will see teams like that True, yeah. coming in and also we will also get to see um, more games. Who doesn't want to see more games, <laughs> right? Pep Guardiola. I'm pretty sure he doesn't want to. Club too. I, I am going to say Ole because he has like four games in eight days. So he definitely doesn't want to see more games. <laughs> True. Anyway, let's stick to the topic at hand, which is the uh, Conference League. So, I think... And as Abiram mentioned in the beginning, even I was quite skeptical because whenever the UEFA makes a decision, we all go like, oh no, this is going to be something regarding money. Oh no. <laughs> oh no. Oh no. Exactly. Oh no, no, no. And then once we actually read about it and once we sort of weigh the pros and cons, both of us, I think, feel that this is a step in the right direction, mainly because of the representation that the lower ranked teams are getting. So... I just want to touch upon the money aspect as well. Uh, that like, if you know, right, in the Netherlands league, uh, so what happened was to support the other teams, Ajax and the other clubs which played European football, they split the whatever they got from the European competitions and they gave it to the other clubs so that they can improve their own right, right. infrastructure and players. Yeah, yeah. So, such kind of beautiful stories we, we will be able to see. Hmm. The clubs earn a lot, significantly more in the Champions League than in the Europa League. That Let's just get that out there. They're not going to yeah. earn that much. But still, uh, yeah. they, you know, they, it might actually make them survive, right? There are so yeah. many stories where a transfer goes through and uh, maybe uh, that particular club for which this player had played for initially, maybe like one percent of the transfer fee w- would go to that club, and that would end up making the club sustainable for another four, five to ten years. We have heard that so many times. So that's act- from the financial standpoint. Also, this is actually a pretty good decision. But uh, knowing UEFA and a certain Mr. Perez in uh, Madrid, we don't know <laughs> what or where this competition will head to. I'm glad you brought that up, Abhidam, because uh, on one side, we were actually talking about a championship which was going to uh, help a lot of the teams which are not getting a lot of visibility. And yeah, on the other hand, the other championship, which again, we just mentioned before, the which we don't want to name right now, was also in the news. In fact, that was the trending topic for the last few weeks, right? Yeah. Uh, 
I, I don't even want to say it. It just disgusts me. The fact that 12, 12 clubs, 12, okay, six English, three Spanish and three Italian, the top clubs, the so-called top clubs actually chose to break away, have a breakaway league, which does not have any promotion, any relegation, nothing. It is just based on their history. And that is just absolutely crazy. The fact that and you know what the so we're all talking about the European Super League. In case you haven't heard of it, oh, I just I want to barf. Let me just let me just get, come back to you, right? Anyway, so that the European Super League. You know what the uh, slogan for that is, Abhinav? I just read about it and I was laughing for five minutes. Money, money, the money. Best club. Is that the slogan? Yeah. It's a good <laughs> good call, but uh, in fact, the uh, the slogan is the best clubs, the best players every week. What does that even mean? How how can they say that they are the best players for like for it like in perpetuity? <laughs> like you can't say how a team's going to do. You can't say how which team is going to dominate ten years down the line. What are they even saying? See, um, we should find the imposters here first. It's <laughs> 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 like Arsenal and Spurs <laughs> who haven't won a European title there. So I, yeah. you could have rather had Aston Villa or Nottingham Forest. They have like Champions League titles. I mean, European League titles. So instead of them, yeah, exactly. <laughs> this is just uh, what can I say? This is something like an IPL or an NFL where you have a close league and uh, they're saying all games will be competitive. I'm I'm not sure. See, if if it's a close system without relegation and promotion, just. Just the other day, right, Wayne Rooney was fighting for his job. And mm. uh, I was watching the derby game against Sheffield. It was so intense. Like, uh, it went down to, like, derby took the it lead. went down to the last minute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, it was a three-all draw, right? Yep, yep. Three-all draw. Waghorn scored towards the end. It was, like, tipsy-turvy. Like, it was going to both directions. Like, And mm. a third club was also involved. Finally, uh, derby got that one point and Sheffield were relegated. That... I am not a derby supporter, but then I was on the edge of my seat watching it. I actually watched the game. Like, it was there on GOTV. So, I actually watched the game and I was like, trying to, you know, we we love Vaza. That's also the, the love for Vaza is there as a United fan. But still, I think any neutral fan who would have watched the game, no, would have been in the, edge, in the edge of their seats and just hoping something or the other happens. But for, uh, in case of the ESL, Yes, I said it also. <laughs> uh, th- that's not going to happen. It's a close league. I think the continuous investment on the players will also decrease. I think uh, the people around these clubs think that it's not sustainable. Like, suppose a billionaire owner comes in from, for Newcastle or a club like that. They're going to lose their dominance. For, sadly, it's come to a state where the club that invests the most is the most successful like we will have a Leicester story once every 30 years it's not uh, let me just correct you not just invest the most invest smartly as well yep. invest smartly exactly invest smartly not just in players uh, infrastructure grassroots level like across mm. all they, like when Man City came in they were nothing like if you look at uh, City now uh, the area around the club they have given a lot to the community as well and uh, mm. they have uh, in their grassroots level, they they just won. They're on the verge of winning the under-18 Premier League. And United mm. are top, but then uh, City have one game in hand, and they just need uh, to avoid a 
defeat or a draw against Burnley. So they're going to win that. And uh, the way the City, I mean, Etihad group works, right? Like, I'm not a huge fan of it. I think they are, um, they are uh, let's just say they're going to dominate for a long time because they have clubs all around the world. They have a Mumbai City, they have a Granada, they have um, New York City, they have Melbourne City. That's like clubs in different continents where they uh, they can recruit players from different regions they they buy like for example jack harrison the first time i saw jack harrison was when he played for new york city true there true, was a yeah. lot of hype guy. yeah yeah and then he came back to man city and went on loan but look at mumbai city this they played they played isl for one year under the mm-hmm. uh, new ownership they won everything and they qualified right, for right. the champion it might actually be good for indian football that powerhouse uh, actual financial powerhouse goes into the afc champions league but overall it makes the league uh, less competitive and we have to curb this there has to be some sort of financial fair play otherwise it'll end up like mercedes in formula 1 right exactly which is why we briefly introduced it in the first place and to uh, continue with where you just left off uh, there is there is you are absolutely right there's a lot of money being invested in football and we, there's no problem in uh, football clubs actually making a profit out of it we it is a business at the end of the day and we all accept and acknowledge that but it is how and where they uh, invest it's how they want to run the club which is actually creating all this controversy around and on one side i understand a lot of these clubs like real madrid or barcelona all of them are supposedly struggling with their debts a manchester united for instance all of them have massive debts see uh, this kind of debts right like it's not like manchester united can't clear their debts it's placed no, it upon them from their owners they can clear mm. it in a jiffy like it's not like you know this debt uh, will uh, liquefy them or they'll go into administration. It's totally not like that. Same is the case with Barcelona and Real Madrid. They earn significantly less through the through La Liga than the Premier League clubs. But still, it's not like these clubs are going into administration. They have the money. It's just that you need money coming in from the owners as well. Like if you start taking in the money from the club, and then investing it elsewhere. Uh, <clears throat> Tom Brady, for example, <clears throat> not even bringing that up. So, yeah, uh, you if you buy a club, uh, like I've gone to Old Trafford, I've seen like how it is. Like, it's all common man. Like, common man build the club. That's how I started liking it. I think for uh, for you also, Liverpool, you will never walk alone. The fact that that togetherness that you have, right? And that mm. uh, that sense of simplicity and uh, the way uh, people just come together as a community to watch football, enjoy their team play, that's what that's what makes football football, right? And it has, and these people are just uh, let's just say making full use of it. They're just like milking money out of the fans, and uh, th- that's something. Just I was checking the ticket prices the other day, Arsenal. Arsenal ticket prices, all these London clubs, they charge heavily. They charge the fans heavily. Even That's something which we should definitely talk about. They're just milking the fans now. And even if they charge ticket prices, right, uh, high ticket prices, it gives them like a few million more. It's not even a very significant amount. Okay. 
right so most of the money comes from broadcasting deals broadcasting broadcasting sponsorships that's right. we all know about man city's sponsorship scandal that happened but they just slip right through that's going to happen again like uh, there are a few charges levied against man city again they're just going to slip mm-hmm. right through i i still don't know how psg ended up signing both neymar and uh, mbappe in the same same season like what is that that's like 200 around 300 million investment right yeah there is a lot of there, there is a lot of gray area and that's where uefa was actually being investigated right uefa was actually looking into manchester city financial fair play was introduced a lot of these gray areas are have still not been addressed and in the middle of that a lot of these teams which were actually being looked into chose to do this breakaway league and the the thing that baffles me is that they were all the all the owners were okay with not being a part of something like the champions league and even the premier league at, uh, were uh, planning on not playing or not allowing them to take part right next season that was that was actually being discussed and the owners were okay with it and what i've understood and what we were we are actually trying to get at is again it is okay it we want teams clubs to actually make profit that is the sustainable way going forward correct we agree but what where are their values at like even a team like a bayern munich i'm pretty sure they're making profits but how are they running the club how it's how it's being run makes a lot of difference and there's been a lot of uh, protests there's been a lot of discussion and finally the europa super league was suspended people like andrea agnelli from uh, juventus florentino perez they they still backing the esl they they still threaten that they will come back with a better format but then there are so many flaws that received massive backlash from the entire football community and then they had to suspend it and there's been a lot of uh, discussion on uh, fan representation on boards right you rightly talked about how uh, a lot of teams are actually the owners in fact are have actually started uh, investing but then on the on, on 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 the outside they seem like owners but then to be honest they've taken massive debts to actually buy those clubs and now they're milking the fans they're milking the entire club altogether and that's another thing that we need to look into that's something that obviously everyone knows about the coming going with the glazers protests that just happened recently and which is why this <laughs> manchester united uh, liverpool match has been uh, postponed in the first place so yeah there's a lot of things to be explored see i think these teams like bayern and psg and all which were not actually taking part of the uh, esl they are also just milking it i mm. have talked to people at uh, munich uh, bayern doesn't really have a lot of fans there like uh, people at munich they feel that bayern destroyed the football culture there mm-hmm. they have that feeling that you know the lower rank teams they got destroyed because of bayern and they're just doing that monopoly of buying all these players and setting just look at leipzig also did the same thing leipzig was formed maybe like i don't know after united won the champions league i guess it was <laughs> it was so recent and look at where they are now and uh, i've talked to a few people they have said that you know i i don't like watching bundesliga games i go for like the lower division games that's more fun because mm-hmm. uh, they just upamecano they 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 just bought upamecano they just buy their best player you know if someone plays really good in the opposition team they just buy them like that's hmm. it end of story lewandowski 
exactly gone <laughs> god say right before the champions league final that was crazy right their best yeah, right i loved god say then like that god say was my favorite player he was so young amazing player they just signed him royes was the only guy who didn't leave like total respect mm-hmm. for that it looks like uh, you know maybe bbb also has their stand right they just develop players and sell them they just signed the billingham billingham's going to go for a huge sum soon uh, and also sancho similarly will be going for a huge sum soon but yeah they should uh, you know there should just i'm just trying to say that psg and bayern are not really nice guys they're just playing the situation <laughs> and acting like they really care about the fans yeah when there is a lot of money it is very difficult there are so many gray areas being uh, involved and it's very very difficult to regulate it and that is the challenge that fifa and uefa actually have to actively work upon um and as abiram rightly mentioned there is a lot of money equals domination now and only now and then do we get a lester story and that's something that has is ruining leagues ruining competitions around the world so i hope i think with more and more in external invest, investors actually looking into different clubs like we we saw what happened to the leeds right with uh, them buying or uh, getting marcelo bielsa and actually working out so we might get stories like those as well but then again it depends on who actually starts investing and perhaps that is what a, gla- a protest against the glazers and old traffic these old traffic protests even though i'm a liverpool fan i'm really heartened seeing that happen because we understand where that's coming from coming from a hicks and gillette uh, and then an fsg takeover right and even liverpool fans weren't really happy because we are, keep saying we are the people's club and then you'll never walk alone and the fact that liverpool also was a part of it was just heartbreaking for us and i know fsg group they came out with a statement but again there are uh, discussions regarding the 50 plus 1 rule right uh, about having fan representation and chelsea is also moving forward with that so i think that is the way forward and having said that we would like to see that in the coming years and so on that brings us to the end of this episode i hope you enjoy this let's just say that uh, we had a lot of fun today and we are uh, we also got in a lot of questions asking us to talk about this that's one of the reasons we did and moving forward this is not the end guys like there's got, there are going to be a lot of developments in this uh, uh over the weeks and uh, pretty sure we are going to deal with similar topics in the future right adit yeah i mean uh if you have any query regarding this we'll definitely this there's so much to talk about in this uh in in finance in football let's call it that and uh, there's so much we can explore and keep your questions coming we really really are interested in listening to you and definitely keep your suggestions in uh that's about it for this from this episode that this is me adit and me abiram signing off thank you so much